There are very few things that investors can do that are free. But what about a podcast that delivers educational content on investing, saving strategies, financial planning, topical items of interest, and maybe even the odd wacky topic? Welcome to Free Lunch. Hosted by Greg Kremitsky and Colin Andrews of the CM Group at CIBC Wood Gundy, Free Lunch will bring listeners the firm's vast knowledge and experience in dealing with uncertainty to help clients achieve their vision through a deep understanding of what is important to them that requires planning, money, and time. Learn more and subscribe today at markets-work.com. Welcome back to the Free Lunch Podcast with Greg and Colin. Greg, do you know what episode this is? No. It's 150. 150. Yep. Yep. That's a pretty good number. We've been doing this for almost three years now. We started during the throes of the COVID pandemic. Yep. Yeah. Wow. It's funny to look back at those days as to what life was like back then. Well, yeah. In fact, sitting here recording a podcast, walking through an empty building with masks and hitting the elevator buttons with your elbow. Yep. Yeah, that was interesting. strange times. Very. But where does that have us today? Other than to say congratulations on 150 episodes, Greg. Yes, you too. So that's pretty cool. Today, though, we're going to look at another type of accomplishment, something that is called a bucket list. Ah, right, right? on. And Greg, we're doing this because we're doing a project here. So some of the listeners are going to receive some of the stuff in the mail or potentially email in the next few weeks. And it is a, a project around helping people create bucket lists for themselves and their loved ones. But, you know, we wanted to look into it first say like, first off, do you know where the term bucket list comes from, Greg? Why don't you inform me? Well, I know you do because we just read it. It is a French word. I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's like bucket. Okay. B-U-Q-U-E-T, which denotes a beam used by butchers in the 1500s to hang up slaughtered animals by their heels or hooves. And in the throes of death, the animals would often kick the bucket. Interesting. Yeah. So that's interesting that some of the sayings we use today so frequently, we actually have no idea where the definitions come from. Yeah. No, exactly. And this one is really interesting. Like, yep. you know, when I read that, I, that was news to me. Apologies to any vegetarians. Yeah, exactly. I tried being a vegetarian once and I apologize for doing that because I really enjoyed going back to not being a vegetarian. Right on. Anyways, so for today, we're going to look at a couple different aspects. We're going to look at, number one, some of the traditional bucket list items. Like, like what is a bucket list? Like a bucket list is simply a list of things that one has not done, but wants to do before they die, right? It allows us to reflect on what matters most to us, our personal values, maybe identify important life milestones and experiences that we want to have. Like maybe three years ago, we said, you know what could be on our bucket list, Greg? Doing 150 episodes in a podcast. And now what does the bucket list change to? Maybe 300? Sure. Yeah. Why not? Right. That's the bucket list item now. So do you want to kick us off with like some traditional bucket list items? Yeah. And I just wanted to identify one of the reasons why we talk about bucket lists at all is that we do a lot of financial planning. And as anybody who listens to our podcast know, we feel that financial planning is kind of the cornerstone of helping investors or individuals achieve what they want out of life. Long, happy, and healthy retirement, of course. But what always comes up, one of the key elements of building a proper retirement plan, a financial plan, is to understand expenses. 
And when we talk about expenses, that's where people start to identify, well, we would like to travel. Well, we've been meaning to go to Africa on a safari. And so a lot of these bucket list items tend to come up as we talk about planning expenses. And so that's why we're talking about bucket lists, I guess. We should count how many times we use the term bucket list on this episode. We should. There, there must be some digital way to count the number of times we say bucket. Okay. But interestingly enough, when you ask people about their bucket list items, they very often relate to travel, places they'd like to go and see. Wait, I got a question on that. Okay. Do you think that most people want travel to be on their bucket list or do you think that they feel like that's just something that's expected to be on a bucket list? Well, I think there there might be some of both of that. Like I do think that I myself, you know, as I look forward and say, okay, well, what am I going to do when I retire and, you know, don't get to come in and record podcasts anymore. I do enjoy travel, but I don't personally, I don't have a long list of places that I've just been dying to go for the last many years. And as soon as I retire, then I'm going to start knocking them off. Like you could go to Regina or yeah. Mo- Moose Jaw. Oh, for sure. Waka. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All sorts of places. Not that I don't love the prairies because I do, <laughs> but you do tend to see the bucket list ideas fall into different categories. So there could be travel, there could be experiences. Like here's some items on the top 50 bucket list. This comes from the World Wide Web, and this is a bucket list website. And the top five bucket list ideas on this particular website, number one, see the Northern Lights. You know what? In Calgary, I think three days ago, you could have seen the Northern Lights had you gone outside at exactly the right time. Yes, but have you ever seen the Northern Lights like up north? I have not. The closest I've been is Regina, Saskatchewan. And the Northern Lights are beautiful in the summer, but yeah. not like they would be in, in Churchill, Manitoba, for example. Yeah. So I can understand that one, actually. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Anyways, go on. And again, it involves travel, but it's really the experience of seeing the Northern Lights. Mm-hmm. Here's one that's not on my list. Skydiving is number two. <laughs> Never. No. <laughs> number three, get a tattoo. Yeah. Okay. All right. Number four, go on a cruise. Number five, swim with dolphins. You know, so all of those actually are not specific travel locations, but they are pretty broad in the experiences idea. Okay. Number six, get married. Check. This is on the bucket list? Yep. Okay. Check. Number seven, go scuba diving. Mm -hmm. Yep. Buy a house. Mm -hmm. Run a marathon. Okay. You gonna do that? No, I don't think so. Yeah. And wait a sec, skydiving shows up again. Number two and number 10. People (laughs) must really want to go skydiving. (laughs) Yeah. So you, you get the sense the, for, you know, what kind of things are on people's bucket lists. What's on your bucket list, Colin? You know, that's a good question. I've actually struggled with that one myself because I question that thing about what we just talked about. Like people often say travel and you say, okay, well, what do you mean by that? Like, does that mean get in your car and drive to Manitoba? Or does that mean like get on a 365 day cruise and see the world for a year, you know? And so I actually am working through that myself, Greg. And so I don't really have much to share. There are definitely specific places I want to see. But what I've found too is that like travel, there's some issues with travel. I mean, depending where you go, it can be a lot of work to get through just security and lineups and airports and rental cars and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And sometimes you question, is is this where I really want to spend my time? Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Well, and for travel, I mean, I have friends who just love to look at all the historical sites of Europe, for example, you know, and spend time 
seeing everything. And then I have other friends whose perfect idea of travel is to go somewhere nice with a beautiful beach in a resort-like setting and, and spend a month there. Now, so again, even within travel as a broad category, there can be different ways to approach that. And, and it's very, it's going to be a very personal thing. And our, obviously our, our goal here is not to tell people what their bucket list items should be, just to identify how people might come up with a bucket list. Yeah, I think it's just to get people thinking because, so you just talked about specifically travel or we just talked about travel, but there could be health-related bucket list items that are going to change throughout the course of your journey, right? I mean, like personally speaking, I'd like to get in better shape, you know, and I try to do that. But I think as you age, that your definition of what healthy is changes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's a bucket list item that, I don't know, morphs. Well, for sure. And it speaks to lifestyle. So a bucket list item doesn't have to be a specific okay, I'm going to travel here, I'm going to see this, I'm going to go skydiving or bungee jumping or something. It doesn't have to be that. It could be my bucket list item is actually to live the kind of life that I've wanted to and have been able to, whether that involves activities of whatever or social activities even for that matter. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you one that I ran into a few years ago, pre-COVID, I should say, we were down in California for a conference in Santa Monica. Mm Mm-hmm. You were there too. I was. And my wife came with us that trip. Well, she came with you. Came with uh, me. I was maybe on the same plane. <laughs> you were in different rooms and all yeah. that. But I've been a Los Angeles Dodgers fan for quite a while. Pretty much since the Montreal Expos left Montreal, I've been a Dodgers fan. In that particular year, the Dodgers were in the World Series. And you and I happened to be in Los Angeles during the World Series. Yep. And I said to my wife, we could go to see the World Series tonight. Like we could watch the my Dodgers play in the World Series. And she said, well, that, that might be kind of fun. Like, how much are the tickets? I said, they're uh, $1,000 mm-hmm. for the nosebleeds. Mm-hmm. And she said, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard of. Right. So that quickly was <laughs> removed from my bucket list. <laughs> so yeah. everybody's perspective on what should be on there maybe is different. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yep. So what about you? What's a bucket list item that your family have talked about Interesting question, because I struggle with that one as well. I enjoy travel, but traveling, it hasn't been a huge part of my life for many years. So, you know, there are some things we'd like to do. You know, our family is not all in one place anymore. So possibly getting the family together for a family vacation, which is something we haven't done in a long time, might be a a great thing to do. I love New York. You know, I heart New York. I love New York, and it's been a long, long time since I've been there. And I think for me, just, you know, getting away with my wife for a week or week and a half and taking in a whole bunch of Broadway shows and eating some New York street food would be a great bucket list item. For some people, it might just be part of their normal routine. You know, well, we go to New York every year. For us, not quite so frequently. So that would be one. I do or did play guitar and playing more guitar would be great, you know, and I might even take lessons again. Maybe start a band. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> to, to wear wigs, though. <laughs> now, I know some people listening to this are going to be like, okay, enough of this already. You're like, great, you guys have some bucket list ideas. But as you mentioned at the beginning, and this all comes from the financial planning perspective, yeah. right? Because I've met people over the years that have lots of money yep. that really don't know how to spend it. Yep. I've met others that have not very much money 
that are very good at spending it. And of course, a lot of people in the middle. And I don't know where everybody lies on this or not lies, but is positioned in this idea. But I don't know. It's just something to think about. Well, And I think as it relates to our role in the whole piece, um, we can't tell people what their bucket list items should be. Of course, we have no input into that. And it's a value judgment that strictly belongs to the individual. But we can help them because, you know, when they say, say, well, what's on your list? And they say travel. Okay, that's great. What do you mean by that? Exactly. Right. You know, and so sometimes narrowing down those bucket list items and defining them into actionable goals, I think that's where we can add some value. The other thing is there are some financial bucket list items that people could well include, you know, in their long-term planning. So what do we mean by that? Well, for instance, maybe maxing out your RSP. Let's say, you know, you've been working and you've been putting money into the RSP, but you still have contribution room. Well, we know that if you're still working and certainly the contributions to the RSP are tax deductible in the year that you make those contributions, you can do yourself a favor financially, save some money now and have more money saved for later in life when you're going to be living off those retirement assets. Yep. Now, before we go on with this list, I just want to call out the author. I think it's a guy named Kalen Bruce, author and founder of Freedom Sprout, and featured on Yahoo Finance, CNN Money, and others. So the stuff we're going to talk about right now is is kind of from a list that we borrowed from Mr. Bruce. Thank you, Kalen. Yes. I like that name. That name, Kalen, rings well with me. Don't you have a son named Kalen? I do. Oh, My, okay. How did oh. you know? Oh, I just yeah. yeah, I just thought it sounded familiar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because in the list, he talks about things that are what they call small, medium, large, and huge bucket list items. Right. Right? From a financial standpoint. Uh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, because one of the other things he mentions in there is pay for someone's groceries. You know, you might not think about it, but... I know I was at Safeway not that long ago and there was an elderly woman in front of me and she was struggling with her bank card and I didn't know what was happening, you know, and she had, I don't know, $50 worth of groceries and her card wasn't working. Myself and the guy behind me actually paid for her groceries. Good for you. And I don't know, it just seemed like the right thing to do in the moment, right? Yep. I actually hadn't told you that before. No, you hadn't. Well, I guess I'm I just told everybody. I'm looking at you in a whole new light. <laughs> he said There's like guy. a little halo over your head. <laughs> he said, yeah, just throwing money away. Hey there, Andrews. No, no, not at all. And that's something that can make you feel good for a while, you know, from having helped somebody in a jam. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And as Kaylin mentions in his article, you'll never regret a single dollar you gave. Well, unless it's to your kids. I do regret that sometimes. No, I, I don't. I don't consider giving money to your kids, <laughs> sort of giving it as a as a donation or as a charity, as more like money down the toilet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What about the medium bucket list items that Kellen mentions? Well, certainly paying off debts. So if you've got car loans or or something like that, that would be something that would be beneficial to you in the long run, make you feel great. I think it feels better than paying off a debt like that. Yeah, like a like a car loan or like a what do you mean? Anything? Car loan, yeah, anything, any debt that might be hanging whether credit card loans, lines of credit, whatever. Yeah. Certainly paying off debts can make you that makes you feel free. Yeah, yeah. Here's one they mentioned, create something and sell it. Sounds easier than it probably is, but in the list they mentions you could invent something, write your own book, build and sell a piece of furniture, create your own course create a piece of art, write and record a song or entire album, maybe getting Greg Kraminsky on lead guitar. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I'll loosen up the fingers. (laughs) 
And likewise, you know, or maybe even creating a passive income stream. Like lots of people, you know, have lots of time on their hands and the stories abound, if you will, of social media providing passive income streams for all sorts of people, young people and older people alike. You know, they come up with an idea, they make it popular on social media. It could be online courses. People even do it in our business, you know, with financial advice or financial, just providing financial information. So lots of ways to financially, you could reinvent yourself and do something that you've never done before. And it could be fun and could be very inexpensive to set up. For sure. For sure. One of the other items was organize a fundraiser for a charity. And this one rings true to me. I mean, we're looking at this summer, we're organizing a golf tournament to raise money to fight cancer. And that's because we've had some people really close to our family and close to our business and our community that have been impacted by cancer, like everybody, right? And that one's kind of easy. You know, you can go out and go golfing for a day and put some money towards a good cause. And it probably makes you feel pretty good about that day. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the big items on the bucket list. Well, the big items, building on the medium items, paying off all your debt. So, you know, we talked about maybe paying off car loans or or things like that. Getting completely debt-free would be massively, what word am I looking for? Freeing. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That's a word. Yeah. yeah. So certainly that's a big financial bucket list item, but mm-hmm. a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And on the travel concept, live in another country for 90 days. I think this one's kind of a cool idea. You know, I've got a, a friend who moved to Puerto Vallarta last year. She might not stay there forever, but what a cool experience to go live in another country for a while, right? Yeah. And in this list, they talk about how, okay, so Canadians can live in, I mean, you can go to the U.S., you could be there for up to six months. Six months, yeah. Right? But you can go to other countries, sure. right? I mean, you could travel through Europe for three months. Mm-hmm. You would probably see a lot of Europe, Yep. right? Now, you'd have to have done the proper planning to make sure you can afford that trip, Yep. right? Critical. <laughs> you don't want to add on to the debt that you just paid it's off. It's an important safety tip. Yeah, but you know what? I also get a lot of pleasure in planning trips, not just going on them, but actually doing the due diligence of finding out the various locations and things you want to see. So that'd be a cool one. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, by the way, Greg, I'm going to be gone for the next 90 days. I'm oh, taking great. Off for okay, Europe. good to hear. Thanks. Yeah. We'll be recording podcasts <laughs> remotely. Yeah. And along the line of paying off all your debts, paying off your mortgage, again, nothing like the feeling when you no longer have that gigantic debt that many people carry for 25 years. I hope to have that feeling one day. There you go. Yeah. Before you go on, there's an interesting thing about that though, because there's two things I think about when I see that. Number one, in Canada, as I say, Canada, it's probably important to actually have something on your title. Like you've noticed there's been some fraud where people have sold homes out from underneath people because they've been free and clear. So one of the things we'd recommend from a financial planning perspective or just a planning perspective in general is like, yes, pay off your mortgage, but maybe have a secured line of credit on it, on the title and don't borrow against it, but at least it's there to actually prove ownership. For sure. Number two is if you're in the US, this is an interesting one because there's no incentive for people to pay off mortgages in the US for the most part because they get to write off the interest on their mortgages, right? right? Mm -hmm. Very different than Canada. That's right. Or Canada. Yes, exactly. Yeah. This one was quite interesting for somebody who wants to leave a legacy is you could create your own scholarship. You know, many people have strong ties to the educational institution that they attended or where they got their degrees or what have you. And it doesn't have to be a massive 
scholarship, but you could set an amount that you wanted to pay out a thousand, two thousand dollars a year, whatever it might be. And you could set whatever criteria that you want for somebody to qualify to win it. You know, you get to review the people who are applying and award the scholarship to the people you choose. And it could be very gratifying, a great thing to do for obviously to help out students. And, you know, what a great legacy. What a great way to meet the community that you're around. You know, I mean, I think that's one I would be interested in doing down the road because that one would just feel good forever. Yeah. You know, yeah, for sure. Here's one. Finally get that degree. This one rings close to home for me because I went back to school in 2016. Yes, you did. To do my MBA. And, you know, some people have said, why'd you do that? You know, was it to get a new job or whatever? And it was just for personal reasons. And so I kind of get that, like going back and learning something doesn't have to be a degree, by the way. It could be like a a certificate or just some program that interests you. I don't know, whatever, right? Like I was talking to somebody yesterday and they've started taking painting classes. And I said, why? And they said, well, I don't know. I had the time and I have the interest. So I thought, why not? And for anyone who is, you know, interested in being a lifelong learner, which I think we both are. Yeah. yeah, You want to keep learning, keep your mind active. Yep. For sure. What's another one here? Well, let's move on to some of these huge financial bucket list items. Huge, or as my friends in New York say, ooge. Ooge? Yeah, it's ooge. Okay, what's a big one there? Well, here's a a big one. Wow, this one would be quite a a challenge. Give your annual income. Give away your annual income. Give donate, Donate your annual income. Yeah, that's not on my bucket list, Greg. Yeah. I already give it to my kids. (laughs) No, you could also do it by... Kaylin suggests you could set a goal to give a lump sum equal to the first income you received in your adult life. Okay. Or you could get even more lofty and give your current annual income. Yeah. Certainly giving the income, the first income I received as as an adult would not be as much of a challenge. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't didn't pay all that well way back then. What what was your, I can't remember, what was your first, was it Procter & Gamble, your first? First annual income, $18,000 a year. Wow, and you banked like 80% of that? I did. Well, I had an expense account, of course, and a company car. (laughs) Well, I got you beat. My first, call it adult job, was another bank working as a a lender. Greg, I made $27,000 that year. Sweet. Yeah, it felt like a lot at the time, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, one of the other items would be pay off someone else's debt. Now, I would actually suggest as a parent with kids and potentially grandkids down the road, you're probably going to do this at some point anyways. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? Or some portion of it. Well, and you know, and it's funny because, you know, we run into this a lot. I mean, a lot of parents start to look at paying off their kids' debt. And when we're talking about kids here, they're probably adult kids. And they do that both obviously to help their kids But also, in a way, it's sort of just an advance payment on the estate. Many people acquire and grow a large estate to leave to their beneficiaries after they die. And and in many cases, you know what, at their life expectancy, their kids might be in their 50s or 60s. You know, and so the rationale is, well, why not help when they really need it? And hopefully they don't need it when they're 60 years old. So what another great way to help somebody out makes you feel good and it's... uh, it's a, a very solid financial bucket list item. Yeah, for sure. So, anyway, so I think hopefully people get the point that bucket lists are, are very personal things that they would like to accomplish. Mm-hmm. It's all a matter of their own personal values, beliefs, and wishes and goals. And, and there's 
more things that they could choose than we can certainly talk about on this show. This reminds me of our discussion last week with, was it Jason Parker? Yes. About the three items in retirement planning, that being time horizon, spending, and... And assets. So saving, spending, and time horizon. That's right. So what you just mentioned, the spending part, whether it's on a bucket list item or not, it's kind of one of the only things you you can control. That's right. right. Yep. And whatever you don't spend during your lifetime, somebody else is going to enjoy spending later. Exactly. Right? So... Yeah. Anyways, that's all I got, Greg. You got anything else? No, that's it for today. Not the most technical of discussions we've had, but... No, it's not a technical discussion, but again, it's something that everybody thinks about at some point, and and hopefully we've just given some thought starters there. Yeah, right on. Okay. Okay. Till next time. Thank you for listening to the Free Lunch Podcast hosted by the CM Group at CIBC Wood Gundy. To subscribe to this podcast to get more realistic insight on investing or to connect with one of our talented partners, please head on over to markets-work.com. We'll see you next time on the Free Lunch Podcast. The CIBC logo and CIBC Private Wealth Management are registered trademarks of CIBC. If you are currently a CIBC Wood Gundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Private Wealth Management consists of services provided by CIBC and certain of its subsidiaries, including CIBC Wood Gundy, a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc. CIBC Private Wealth Management is a registered trademark of CIBC used under license. Wood Gundy is a registered trademark of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Colin Andrews and Greg Kraminski are investment advisors with CIBC Wood Gundy. This information, including any opinion, is based on various sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy cannot be guaranteed and is subject to change. CIBC and CIBC World Markets, Inc., their affiliates, directors, officers, and employees may buy, sell, or hold a position in securities of a company mentioned herein, its affiliates or subsidiaries, and may also perform financial advisory services, investment banking or other services for, or have lending or other credit relationships with the same. CIBC World Markets, Inc. and its representatives will receive sales commissions and or a spread between bid and ask prices if you purchase, sell, or hold the securities referred to above. CIBC World Markets, Inc., 2023.